right. Hold on. It's kind of awkward. Okay. Hello? Can you hear me now? Better? Okay. Well, um, good evening, everybody. And I'm glad we're all here. It's another Wednesday, and praise God, we're still pretty much alive and free, free to worship Him. Amen? All right. You know, I was in a hurry coming here. I was so slammed at work today. I forgot to put my belt on. So, like <laughs> so anyways, the title of our message tonight is, In All Circumstances, I Want You to Pray. Amen? We should be in prayer in all circumstances. So I don't know how we come up with that title. But we're going to be talking about how we should be praying based upon uh, a Bible character in the Old Testament. So, but before that, I would like to um, share some children prayers. I did this. I did this last time I was in this pulpit. But one thing I really missed that you know, until now I can't get over it because I I skip uh, a slide. So I'm gonna share it tonight. So there's a you know children when they pray. They're honest, right? Um, they just blurt it out, you know, just out of their heart. And, you know, we should be praying like children. We have to be honest in front of God, right? Um, when we pray, we have to give our all, you know? Even your frustration, even your fear, whatever it might be that you're struggling with, you have to be honest with him. But before I forget, let's open us up in prayer. Father God in heaven, Jesus, we praise you and we thank you for you, were, you are faithful. We thank you, Lord Jesus, because you're a God that loves us so much. You loved us, Lord God, that you have given um, your son to die on that cross on our behalf. And Lord, thank you for giving us eternal life. And I pray, Lord, that if there's anybody here tonight that has not known you as his or her Lord and Savior, let this be the night. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will speak to us through your message tonight. You will open everyone's heart and mind that will be ready for what you have in store for us. Lord, please, I ask for your wisdom that I will be able to deliver your message effectively. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will override every preparation that I have. And let, let it be you that will speak to your people. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. So let me sh share some... Oh my, my Filipino accent's coming out. <laughs> All right, so let me share some couple uh, prayers from children. First one, I'll just read it to you guys. It says, Dear God, in Bible times, did they really talk that fancy so it is fancy right so next one god maybe cain cain and abel would not kill each other so much if they each had their own room it works out okay with me and my brother <laughs> right and next one will be dear lord do you know the lines around the countries if you don't who does it haha <laughs> <laughs> And this is my favorite. 
And this is what I missed last time. Dear God, I don't ever feel alone since I found out about you. And this was written by Nora. Isn't that amazing? Do you feel the same way? Do you ever feel alone now that you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? You know, as children of God, we can come freely and boldly to his eternal throne and share with him whatever is in our hearts, our hopes, your fear, your needs, or whatever questions you have. In fact, the Bible tells us that we must pray, right? Jesus himself said that we must pray and completely surrender everything to him. Now, the Bible tells us apart from him, Jesus, you can do nothing. Amen? Do you agree? Right? So, you know, in that, in John 15, Jesus describes our relationship with him as this. He is the vine, you are the branches, right? Apart from him, you can do nothing. So, but sometimes, you know, being the branches, we think we give ourselves so much credit, you know, because the fruit is closer to the branches, right? We think, oh, it's all because of me that I have so much fruit. But you take out the vine, what, what's the purpose of the branches? Nothing, right? You know, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18, it commands us, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now that you are saved, now that you have believed in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it shouldn't stop there. Your relationship with him continues through ups and downs of life, right? You must always rejoice in all circumstances. Pray continually. In other um, version, it says pray without ceasing and give thanks in all circumstances. Because Christianity does not promise you a good life. Does it? I wish it did. <laughs> but no, the truth is, Jesus even said, you will be persecuted. So it will not be an easy ride. It is more like a roller coaster ride. Have you been in a roller coaster? You were like crazy. It's a, some people pass out from riding it, right? So for today, we will learn from a character in the Bible, in the Old Testament, right? And how he prayed to God and how God answered his prayer. And what, what is he like, right? So, because this character, we will learn that he surrendered everything to God in prayer, right? So we will look into the life of Jabez. Have you heard of Jabez in, before? Raise your hand if you did. Oh, good. All right, so not so famous character. In fact, the Bible only talked about him in two verses. Right. So how did Jabez pray? Right. There is only a little that we know of Jabez, other than he was a descendant of Judah. That means he is a direct descendant of Jesus Christ. He was an honorable man, and his mother, mother named him Jabez. You know what Jabez means? Sorrow, pain, 
sorrow maker. That's messed up. Mom, if my mom named me Javis, just like how she named me Jafar, <laughs> I, would, I still have my, you know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I still ask her today, you know, Ma, why did you name me Jafar? And she gave me an answer that it was from Aladdin, but actually Aladdin came out in 92 and I was born in 90. <laughs> so it doesn't make sense. You know, she did it again. She named Jan Jan. Jan, <laughs> because of a friend. <laughs> so Janjan said, Mom, you already um, lost your chances in naming Ate Julie and Kuya Vin's kid because you blew your chances twice. <laughs> so we're never going to ask for her suggestion. All right. All right. So Jabez means sorrowful, sorrow maker. You know what the reason, mom's reason is for Jabez to be named Jabez? Is because she had a painful birth. In his prayer, Jabez cries out to God for protection here. So Jabez, in the Old Testament, names is so significant. Remember the name Jacob, right? What was Jacob the grabber? He's known as grabbing. He came out of his mom's mom. Mom, right? He came out of his mom and he's like grabbing towards Esau, right? So, and then he did, he did grab Esau's inheritance. So, in some way, your name in the Old Testament kind of like describe who you are. So, for Jabez, if that's the case, his life will be sorrowful, painful. But did that stop him, right? No. Because the Bible tells us that Jabez cried out to God. And actually, he was described as an honorable man, right? You know, in the first Chronicles, in the first chapters of first Chronicles, it's mostly about lineage of Jesus, of, of Judah, right? So it's like um, Dustin was the son of, of Pastor Doug, and Dustin's daughter is Emma, and Emma's daughter, and so on and so forth. But all of a sudden, in chapter 4, the author of First Chronicles, which they said probably is Ezra, paused and gave two verses to describe who Jabez is and what was his prayer about. That's amazing, right? So, you know, the, Acts, the book of Acts is still being written today. And who, if whoever will continue pray, uh, write it, and then it will pause, and, and it will say, Vincent was an honorable man. <laughs> that would be nice, <laughs> right? But I doubt, <laughs> I doubt it would be. So anyways, so that's the, the case for this. All of a sudden, it paused for Jabez, and then two verses later, it went back to describing the genealogy of Judah. So... You know, the root, um, in First Chronicles 4.9, it reads that Jabez was honorable than his brother. What does the word honorable mean? You know, the root word here in honorable is to revere, to worship. And the sense is worthy of being lifted high, to put on display. So if somebody expose our thoughts, if somebody expose your thoughts, would they earn higher respect for their virtue? 
Will you, they are, will you be described as honorable? Because Jabez was described as honorable. That means that in bi- biblical measures of what is honorable is that which is honorable to God. So that's what honorable is. It's not because you were described by somebody else that you're honorable, but it is God that described you honorable, right? So three, there's a couple things that we will learn from the prayer of Jabez, and we'll jump right into it. First is that God rescues from pain, but there's a, a catch here in his timing, right? In his timing, not yours, you know. Sometimes we want God to answer our prayers, right? Like, in my own terms, in my perfect time. Lord, please bless me with a Toyota Tacoma <laughs> 2023, and I want it next week. But God does not work that way. He answers our prayer based upon his will and his purpose. Amen? So it reads here that, um, so God rescues from pain in his timing. In First Chronicles 4.9, we're going to be reading from two verses tonight, that his mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. So we are not told what the practic- what was Jabez's pain is. You know, there's beauty in that though. Such unspecified pain invi- invites us to identify with Jabez here and imitate him. Whatever our pain might be, we all, after all, are born in pain. Do you agree? You are born in pain. In Genesis 3.16, the, the women will suffer through birth pains. We are also born into a sin-sick, pain-wracked world, being sinners ourselves and by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. That's in Ephesians 2 verse 3. So we are all in pain apart from Jesus. That pain, especially if you don't find him, will last through eternity, right? Whatever the source of Jabez's pain, you know, Jabez's life started hard. Why? But apparently, he didn't wallow in it, right? He didn't, or resign himself to be victim status, nor did he seek to make up for it with his own muscle and determinations. But rather, he turned to God. Jabez called upon his name. Jabez called upon his name, right? It's the same way for us, church. We shouldn't let our circumstances dictate us, right? But instead, we trust that God will see you through that circumstances, right? One time, we went to Denver for a mission trip. That was like, how long was that? Has that been seven years ago? In our way to Denver, because Nick was such a heavy foot on the, on the gas, the check engine came out, <laughs> right? We were in Utah, right? And the truck, and the John's van was like, <laughs> so, and then, to be honest with you, if it's just my own thinking, we should just turn around and go back to Reno, 
we're still in Elko when the check engine came out. And we made it through Utah and check engine still there. But, and then, here you go, our elders even told us, oh, you guys should just come back, right? But the young adults at that time prayed and seek God's, God's will for us, for the group. And you know what? The next morning as we woke up, we're all in one accord that we will have to push through, right? Don't let these circumstances right now stop us from serving God in mission. Amen? So you have to push through, right? The same thing happened to us when me and my wife and Nick went to Iraq. There was so much smoke in the Reno area that our flight to Los Angeles was canceled. So we're only in Iraq for one week and we already lost the day. But, the, you know, my wife told me, maybe this is God's warning. <laughs> maybe the plane's going to crash, you know, whatever it is, we should take it. But you know what? The enemy is the one talking to us to back out, right? Because the enemy don't want you to serve God, right? But instead, we pushed through, we prayed, we seek God's word and his will for us, and we made it to Iraq just on time. We didn't even miss a day in serving the people, the Syrian people. And we were there. For some reason, time didn't make sense, but we were still four hours before we start our mission. We got there, and God is amazing. That time went backwards somehow, right? Next is that in 1 Thessalonians, sorry, okay, in 1 Thessalonians, it reads, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, right? So whatever, how, however difficult your situation may be, as of this time, don't stop from, don't let it stop you from serving God because you were saved to worship. In fact, all of us were created to worship Jesus. Amen? So next one is that God often grows faithful influence. So this is the central part of Jabez' prayer. And he said, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. And that's in First Chronicles. Okay, First Chronicles um, chapter 4, verse 10. You know, it is good to seek God's, seek God's blessing, and in particular, to do so on God's term, right? You know, this, this particular story of Jabez, someone wrote a book on this one. And it was such a famous book, one of the books that was best-selling in New York Times that sold 10 million copies. If you want to read it, it's a good book. It is by Bruce Wilkinson, but it missed a couple things because a lot of non-Christians read it, and they were like, oh, yeah, this is how we're going to get things, you know, if we pray like Jabez. But that's now that's not how it works because, again, God often grows faithful influence, right? Grows faithful influence. He answered our prayers based upon 
his purpose, right, and his will. Not according to your will. This is not a prayer where you say, Lord, please bless me, give me this and give me that. That's not how God works, right? So, actually, God wants to bless you and me, in particular to do so in God's term. And seeking to enlarge one's border, one's territory, or expand space and influence is deeply human by God's design from the beginning, right? In Genesis, God said, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. Christ himself has commissioned you and me. So you have no escape in sharing the gospel because he wants you to expand your sphere of influence so that you can go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. All right? So you are not um, excuse in sharing the gospel. Okay? So if you've been trying to excuse yourself for a long time, now is the time where you have to go and make disciples. Right? So because making disciples is not just about, you know, reading a track towards somebody else, right? It's more than that. It's about building relationship with a person, right? It's making disciples. Jesus spent three years with his disciples, right? The same way for us, we have to invest time towards other people so that they will know Christ and they will grow in him. So, all right. So, God also does not mean for his people to pray for enlarging of their influence, not for personal comforts, is what I've said, but for the, gospel, for the gospel to advance, for the strengthening of churches, for the serving of Christ's great commission and purpose in this world. Amen? So maybe God will make you a millionaire, but he wants you to really serve him, right? There is nothing wrong with material blessing, but that's not the main thing, right? What's the main thing is that you grow in your personal relationship with him so you can serve him completely, right? Material blessing is secondary, right? It's not the main thing. Our prayer for blessing should be centered upon God's will. Our prayer should be that God will use you and me for his purpose and glory, right? And next one would be, God often provides strength when asked. Another part of Jabez's prayer is that he said, let your hand be with me, right? Let your hand be with me. When it comes to that, it's yes and amen to asking God for his hand to be with us. Meaning, his power and his strength and help, right? You need that day in and day out. You need God's provision for strength. It is significant that Jabez didn't want a big upfront donation from God to then turn and cultivate in his own strength. Rather, Jabez acknowledges that his own strength will not be sufficient, right? He needs God's help every step along the way. The same for you and me, folks. If you want to serve God, you can't serve Him 
with just your own strength. You can serve him fully and effectively through his power, through his provision of strength and wisdom. Right? Perhaps his humbling and painful beginning taught him this lesson earlier in his life than most. Jabez was honored more so than his brother, not because of his noble birth, great wealth, and manifest ability, but because he owned his own weakness and limitations and asked for God to be his strength. That Jabez surpassed his brother's displays, display God's strength. Jabez plead that God's hand be with him, and in doing so, Jabez admits that his own power and skill are not adequate. So all of us has limitations, right? Nobody is perfect, you know? I suck at singing, but should that stop me from singing? I think yes, no, <laughs> right? No, it shouldn't stop me from worshiping the Lord through singing. It probably would stop me from singing up here, but I will give my heart out when I sing in there, right? So, and let me just share this verse. Isaiah 41.10, it reads, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So when you are in need of strength, ask the Lord. Don't give yourself too much credit for getting things done, okay? For it is from God. That's why we must also learn to keep on praying, even, even if your circumstances are good, even if blessings are abundant, in abundance, right? We must keep on praying. The problem with us is that you know, we have so much blessing, especially here in America. We don't even pray for food, right? We pray for food like, bless this food, Lord, and amen, right? There's so much abundance, but we should always appreciate, we should always pray, even in abundance of life, right? So prayer is not just about asking. It also includes praising God and listening to Him, right? It's a two-way conversation. It's not just about you asking what you want, right? It's about praising Him as well. And most importantly, too, we have to give time, we have to invest time in really reading His words because that's how He communicates to us, right? We have the Bible now. It's not like in the past they get to have dreams and visions and other things. Right? For us, God communicates through His words. Amen? All right. And next one is God keeps us from harm. There's another catch there, some. Okay? So, God keeps us from harm. In First Chronicles 4.10, Jabez said, Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Finally, Jabez asked for God's protection. It is good to pray to our God that he keeps us from harm and pain, even as we know that he at times leads us as he did, his, as he did with his own son, right? Into the wilderness and into the valley of shadow of death, right? Jesus too taught us to pray. He said, lead us not into temptation, 
And in the garden, the night before he died, he instructed his men twice, pray that you may not enter into temptations. God really does keep us from some temptations, okay? Some temptations in response to our prayers. Prayer matters, right? So the sovereign God chooses to rule the universe in such a way that under his hand, some events transpire or not because his people prayed. Who can fathom what temptation and what harm and countless saints have been spared because they humbly ask their prayer? Amen? So we should always ask for God's protection, you know? Especially when life is difficult, ask God for his protection. In Acts 14.22, it reads, Strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in faith, and saying that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. So does that mean that difficult circumstances is necessary for growth? Amen. Yes. There's no... There's no problem, no growth, right? As I remember, one of the missionary here in the vision school said that, you know, where there's persecution, there is growth. And that's true in the nation, right? So there's persecution, there is growth. So praise God. Rejoice in all circumstances, even if you are being persecuted, even if life is difficult. Amen? Right? And lastly, this is what God did for Jabez's prayer. God gave what he asked. He did. God gave what he asked. You know, in 1 Chronicles 14, 4.10, and that's the verse right there, and God granted his request. Right? God granted, granted what Jabez asked. It doesn't mean that God did it in a way that Jabez envisioned or in the timing Jabez hoped for. So too for us. It's the same for us. God does delight to answer the prayers of his children. So he delights in answering your prayer. God always answers prayer. Amen? Let me see how if you've learned through Wednesday after Wednesday. God answers prayer, right? God answers prayer. Is it based upon your timing or his timing? Amen, right? His will or your will? will. All right. Yeah, not will gapus. (laughs) Okay? So God delights in answering our prayers, right? But we should not presume that he does so when and how we prefer, right? So if you think that God answers prayer based upon what you want, forget about it, okay? That's not how it works, right? He is able to do so far more abundantly than all we ask for or think. Ephesians 3.20 And he answers and exalts his faithful at the proper time. 1 Peter 5.6 And on his terms, not yours. Amen? There's Ephesians 3.20 Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask for or think according to the power at work within us, right? So when his children ask for bread or fish, right, or an egg, our God does not give them a stone or a serpent, right? That's in the Bible. He does not give them, in the end, worse than what they ask, 
but better, right? God always gives us his best. He knows how to give good gifts to his children, right? And far more than we typically ask. And climactically, he gives us himself, right? But not on our cue and not in response to parroting biblical words, right? So we shouldn't be asking God for our want, but instead we ask him for what he wants for you and me because that's what's best. You know, we keep asking, but actually God has given us his best already. You know, nothing else that you can ask for, to be honest with you. There's nothing better than spending your eternity in heaven with God, right? Nothing, right? There is nothing. So Jabez's prayer is no promise that God will do what we ask and when. However, in 1 Chronicles 4, 9 to 10, the Jabez prayer is a rousing call to the prayerless and to the pained, to draw near to Judah's greatest descendant, right? Who's Judah's greatest descendant? Huh? Jesus. Amen. That's right. Our God does redeem his people. He brings joy to the bitter. He brings honor to the painted. He exalts the humble. He gives the crown of glory to the shamed. He raises his crucified son. In Christ, God turns us and our world upside down, including our prayer. Right? There's nothing else you could ask for. There's nothing else better than Jesus himself. Amen? Let that sink into you, right? No matter how hard life is, no matter how difficult your circumstances may be, could be cancer, could be a loss of a loved one, or it could be a relationship problem, right? Or maybe just because life is economy is hard, right? So much inflation and so on and so forth. God has already provided you with the best and that is himself. Amen? So that's our, that's our message and I hope that we all be prayerful, right? To seek God's will, not yours. Amen? So let's pray and and let's pray um, as a group. And, you know, pray for our church's need above all, right? Because that's why what we're here for is to pray as a group and present our corporate prayer request. So that's what we should be doing, right? And secondly, pray for each other's personal needs, all right? So let's pray. And... Father God in heaven, Jesus, we praise you and we thank you for this, for this time that you have given us that we can pray and lift everything up to you and surrender everything upon your feet, Lord God. We praise you, Lord Jesus, for the gift of prayer. We praise you, Lord, for your prayer away from us and that you're available any time of the day that we can call upon your name anywhere, anytime, Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you that you're a personal God and that you have established the relationship with us, Lord God, and that you have called us your, your children, Lord God. And because of that, Lord, you will hear 
our prayers, Lord God. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that as we break into our groups, we will cry out to you. We will cry out to you, Lord God, as one body, Lord. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will answer our prayers according to your perfect will and according to your perfect plan. We lift up everything to you, Lord. We thank you for this time that you have given us. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen.